Welcome to Paradox Culture Podcast. In this podcast, we'll explore how our life and words don't always say the same thing. I'm your host, Trent Peacock. I've served in ministry full-time for 20 years, and I've been married for 21 years to a great woman named Lacey Peacock, and we have two awesome teenage boys, and I also love to do obstacle course racing. Welcome to episode one of the Paradox Culture Podcast. We are been so excited to get this thing started, and with me today, I have my co-host, Philip Blancardi. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, I've, so I've been serving in ministry for 10 years now, full-time, and worked with students, and now I'm working with our college and young adults. Uh, so excited to be here, excited to get this thing off and rolling, and looking forward to our first episode. So Philip, as you know, I've been kind of dwelling on this project for about a year and a half. We've had conversations about it. And it's just been so fun now to finally see it come to fruition and get started. And I'm looking forward to how you and I can kind of look at different perspectives on life. Uh, you coming from a little bit of a younger generation than my generation, uh, the millennial versus the Xers, and kind of see how life goes and how we perceive things. So I'm excited about us uh, doing that in the future. And also on the Paradox Culture podcast, we are going to be having special guests uh, periodically, periodically on this podcast. So today, for the first episode, we are so excited to welcome a very special guest, and her name is Jennifer Cook. Now, Jennifer has six children and has been married to her husband, Steve, for 28 years, so she knows a lot about life, and we're so glad that she is here joining us today. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you asking me to be here. Now, Jennifer, I have a couple questions that I want to run through so that the folks can get to know you a little bit. Okay. Uh, I call this like the rapid-fire question, so I want your first immediate reaction to these questions, okay? Oh, my. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, so the first one's easy. Okay. Uh, the first one is, where did you grow up? What city and state? Uh, born in Atlanta, Georgia, Crawford Long Hospital. There you go. All right, so she's a true Georgian. Yes. Born and raised, all Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yep. All right, next, pancakes or waffles? Mmm, waffles. Chocolate or candy? Chocolate. Camping or hotel? Ooh. Camping. Camping, all right. Beach or mountains? Beach. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. <laughs> uh, all right, sports or shopping? Oh, my gosh, sports. I knew that was going to be a good your answer. answer. Good answer. Bear, uh, let's see, uh, Falcons or Braves? Falcons. Wings or burgers? Ooh, man. Burgers. Old Testament or New Testament? New Testament. All right. So today's podcast, uh, we've been talking, we're going to talk about, you know, what would it be like to press pause in life? In fact, many of us probably have said at one time, I wish I could just press pause. Mm -hmm. And in our current culture, that is literally what is happening. Like the world has pressed pause Many of you are not working, from, I mean, you're working from home or not working at all. Um, your kids are home doing school at home. Um, all kinds of crazy things happen. Can't even go out and be with friends. You know, you got to be uh, social distanced, all those things. But, you know, we've kind of had this dream of what would it look like if we could just press pause in life. Uh, so from your guys' perspective, was it what you thought it would look like? I don't think so. <laughs> I think folks think of pause as a yield sign. 
we're going to slow down, but we're going to keep moving. Mm. Or maybe even a stop sign where you stop, but then you go again. Right. And this is more like a bad airport layover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's <laughs> this great is like analogy. a uh, traffic jam that's backed up in the front and backed up in the back and you can't go anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's a different, I think, a different kind of pause. Mm. Yeah, I think because it's not on the expectation timeline that we were kind of anticipating, you know, when you get to press pause on things or pause on, you know, stop and slow down, it's like, well, I get to choose which things I get to do that in, you, which okay. moments, you know, mm -hmm. if I want to slow down with my family or if I want to slow down with friends or with a relationship, but kind of the situation we're in right now, it seems just like everything is gone and you know, and I know for at least the three of us with just with doing ministry, a lot of things have picked up. And so I know for for me and for Amy, um, you know, in our life, it it, it kind of is like a lot of things have slowed down, but a lot of things have sped up a little bit. So it's been a little strange mm -hmm. uh, to kind of be in this time frame a little bit. So it's it's weird. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it is not exactly like you said. It's not like the pause on our terms. That's right. You know, we've always wanted to press pause, but as long as we're dictating what that looks like. That's right. I want to press pause and go get popcorn and then come back and press play. Yeah. And that's not where we are. And, you know, I think, uh, I think our culture does a terrible job of pressing pause in general. We think we would do a great mm -hmm. job at it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we have this idea that we would use that time to rest and recoup and recharge. But I think it's kind of weird that we're not really doing – I don't see – and hear people talking about how that is taking place in their life right now. I think you're exactly right. You hear people say, "When, when um, I'll clean my house when I'm not so busy. Well, <laughs> we've all figured out that's not why we're not cleaning our house. Right, okay? right, yeah. It's not because we're, we're too busy. Nobody wants to clean it, yeah. right? Um, it, it's kind of like a, a, a husband may hear something, may give an excuse of, I'll do it when I have time. And now all of a sudden, like, <laughs> that's come. That's you do have time, so the honeydew list is long. Yeah. So I I do think that you're right in that in that assessment. Yeah, um, you know I th it's funny to me because it's like here in the South, as soon as a snowstorm hits, <laughs> the one thing we want to do, everybody freaks out, right? Oh gosh, we're gonna we're all gonna die. The snow's <laughs> falling, and and all the people around the world laugh at us, mm -hmm. right? Go buy the milk and bread. But yes. but then what happens? It's like as soon as it's done, or or the initial falling of the snow happens, it's like, okay, time to get out in our four-wheel drives and get stuck in the mud or, you know, get snuck in the snow somehow. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I feel like that's kind of where our culture is like, they were so excited maybe about the opportunity to stay home or to have this pause moment. But now it's like, okay, I'm ready to get out in the snow. I'm ready to go find out what's outside and waffle houses are closing. So that tells you how bad it is. <laughs> They're always open. Uh, but, you know, so here, here's the other thing perspective I have too is, like, how, how are we going to use this time? And I feel like if we're not careful, I heard uh, one of my friends and mentors talk about this today, that we have great potential to waste this God-given opportunity that we have in a way that you're going to regret. And mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, for, for us in, in the Atlanta area has been two weeks of really kind of having the press pause and, and mm -hmm. some of that has uh, just now started to get more um, restrictive, mm -hmm. right? And, but I feel like in my heart, it's not, it, like we're on a, on a, a timer. Like the timer is, is ticking 
and this time of pause is going to stop soon. And at the end of it, at the end, when the t alarm goes off or the timer ends, mm -hmm. I don't want to go and look back and say, man, I just wasted that time of pause, you know? So what are some things that you guys are doing right now that could, you know, how, how, you're, how are you using this time? What are, and th these can be fun things. They don't have to be the super spiritual stuff right now, but, you know, like, what are some fun things or what are some things you're just incorporating in your life to take advantage of this time? Well, I think you were right about saying the first week was fun. We enjoyed it. <laughs> It's like the first snowflake that comes down, school's closed, and, and we're in our pajamas and we're happy. But we're in several weeks of this. Yeah. I mean, we're probably getting ready to hit a month here before long. And all of a sudden, we're, we're having to reevaluate what we're doing at, at home. And some of the first week fun doesn't feel so fun anymore. The, right. the laundry and the cooking and the and this online school. And so... I think for, I know for my own family, we've tried to spice it up a little bit. So we've been eating dinner on the deck. Mm. Every night we take dinner out to the patio and we eat lunch and dinner on the deck. And it gets my college boys out of their bedroom mm. and off the TV <laughs> because yeah. when food is served, people they come, come running, yeah. right? And it's just different. When we, I can't remember the last time we ate a meal outside. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's almost making us have family time mm -hmm. because isn't that what we say year-round is I wish I had more time for my family. I work all the time or, or, you know, we're in school all the time. And so now we've got this time to do it, and I think it's going to take some intentionality. Mm. What about you and Amy? Yeah, I know for, for us, um, you know, we – you know, not to sound like that guy, but we, we are the people that have started cleaning things and start, you know, I went out to the garage last week and I, I shopped back the whole thing and I got my wood shop kind of fired back up and started doing some things out there. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that we've also started to do, um, is exercising. Uh, we, we started, um, doing that this past week and, you know, that's one of those things where you go, I just don't have the time. I'm, I'm getting up, I'm getting ready for work. You know, I'm, I'm doing quiet times. I'm doing my normal, my normal routine. Um, and so, like, having that little bit of extra time, but, you know, some of those things, you know, I love video games. I, I love to play video games. Um, and that's one of those things that's, like, it's just gotten so boring now. I'm just like, I, this is not what I want to spend my time doing. And so, learned how to make handmade pasta last week. Um, so, I was super proud of that. That was always one of those things that fancy. I've wanted to, yeah, I know, I know, I'm fancy. Um, <laughs> so, made some fettuccine Alfredo last week and all handmade. And I was super proud of that. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Um, but you know, to both of your points, there are definitely things that I'm just, I'm not interested in doing and it's just gotten so old and, mm -hmm. you know, watching TV, it's like Netflix only has so many shows. Right. Hulu can only stream so many things. That's right. Um, you know, and I've, um, you know, I love Marvel movies and, um, I don't watch any of that cause I'm just, I'm over it. Mm -hmm. So just trying to find new things to do to like get better, I guess, is one of those things that I've really been working on cause I don't do a lot of that normally. Yeah. Um, for us and our family, we, we did start the whole Marvel thing. Like, okay, let's start from the beginning and Excellent. watch them all in a row. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that's been cool. You know, it's been funny, as I told you earlier, that, you know, my youngest wasn't even, like, was <laughs> like a one-year-old when the first Iron Man came out. But in my mind, I'm like, you haven't seen this? You haven't seen what? Iron Man? What? Yeah, what are you doing? I What's know. wrong with well, you? I didn't show this to you when you were two. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, uh. 
so that's been fun for me and the boys to get together um, and do that. Uh, Lacey's not so much into that, but that's okay. Um, we have watched some of the old classic 80s, 90s movies, mm -hmm. Top Gun. We let the boys see that for yep. the first time, and it was really hilarious to hear their comments about, <laughs> like, the acting, and but also, like, you know, John David and my oldest trying to figure out what what are they why are they doing that you know and just like what is dog fighting and why are the planes chasing each other like that you know it's just <laughs> funny you know mm -hmm. and uh they hear his perspective uh and how he's never really in saw that before um but you know i think there's things that we're still looking for and we're trying to find a rhythm and i think that's probably been the hardest thing as we're trying to press pause okay that's great but what is the rhythm in the pause mm -hmm. and I feel like that's where Lacey and I as parents are a little bit frustrated because mm -hmm. you know like we're we don't want our kids playing video games for five hours okay. like you know we have a rule in our house that you get an hour a day mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. after everything's done yeah. you know homework and chores and all that and but now they're doing their schoolwork and two three hours mm -hmm. and Lacey's working from home and she's like I can't like babysit them yeah, I, yeah. they got to figure out how to live life mm -hmm. yeah without me holding their hand so so you know that's causing some fun conversations in yeah. our house and some fun family meetings uh, that we've been having but you know from a spiritual standpoint too this is where uh, a friend of mine tweeted or, or actually I'm sorry texted us texted me and several of the guys that were in my former d group and um and shout out to James. James texted us the other day and he said, hey, men, I want us to make sure that as fathers and husbands that we're taking this every opportunity to invest in our families mm -hmm. during this time. And I was like, thanks for that encouragement, James. You know, my mind was already there, but just to hear him say it out loud was even a, a reassurance mm -hmm. of, hey, don't let this opportunity get wasted, you know. And so spiritually, I think we're encouraging our kids to, to learn and get better at having their personal quiet times. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, going back to the idea that, you know, you can't always feed your kids. That's right. Like you have college students in yes. your home, and they have to learn how to do their laundry and make meals and all that. That's and just right. like that, they have to learn how to feed themselves spiritually. That's right. You know? And um, so we're trying to figure out what that looks like for them and, and also doing some family stuff together where we're praying together. And doing family devotion time mm -hmm. uh, is much to their chagrin sometimes when mm -hmm. we pull them all into the living room and we yep. pop in the Right Now Media video <laughs> where <coughs> we're going through the book of Mark with uh, Francis Chan. And it's great and getting to talk through that, mm -hmm. you know, and watch the video. Then we take a moment and we uh, read the, that chapter that he went through in the video. And then we say, okay, well, what does that mean? And Let's talk about some application of what we just heard and read and mm -hmm. how do we move on from that. And so those have been good things that we have found that have been effective. What about you guys spiritually? Kind of what are some things that you're doing during this time of pause? I would say I'm trying to come up with a new normal. And our whole family's trying to come up with a new normal. So the normal of when everyone got up and went to school and went to work was you got up and you had your time with the Lord maybe in the morning and then you went about your day. Mm -hmm. And so now, to what you said earlier, Philip, there's only so many movies you can watch. There's only so many video games you can play. So we're trying to, as a family, make it um, more intentional and more fun, not... Um, 
not so regulated. Not rigid. Yeah. So I'll be out in my little um, deck area. I have a little patio, enclosed patio, and I read my, we call it the Bible room, and I'm out there. And I'll just tell my son, come out here with me and have a cup of coffee. And so I'll have my Bible open, and we'll share a cup of coffee together, and then I just ask a question, something about, listen to this devotion I read. Not so much of, come in here and sit with me, and we're going to have 45 minutes of Bible study, (laughs) but come in here and have a cup of coffee with me, and then I just have conversation, because at this point, there hasn't been a lot of conversation all through the the year, if you want to think about it, because I'm at work, they're at college, they're meeting with friends at Starbucks or whatnot, so all of a sudden we have this forced time together, Mm -hmm. and we've got to learn how to talk again. We're not, I mean, we're not going to sit across yeah. the room from each other right. and, and text. Yeah. So we're having to talk. Well, it's a generation, the younger generation, where they don't talk, they text. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. That's what they do. They so all yeah. of a sudden, I don't need you to text me. I'm, I'm right here. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm for me to fill it. Yeah. So getting them engaged, but doing it in such a way that I don't even know that they know that I'm doing it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're, you're kind of doing this. Have some coffee yeah. with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing, you know, or I made some cinnamon rolls. Come come eat one with me. Yeah. They may not stay long with me, but they're long enough for us to engage in a conversation and for maybe to share a devotion or something I read and, and ask them, what do you think about that? Right. Good okay. discussion. That's good. Yeah, I bet, I bet you learn a lot, too. I do. About, uh, you know, because you probably had a good pulse on where your kids were when they were in your home, but you don't always have that when they're out of the home that's right that's right and even when they're in you've got two kids still living in the house who knows what's going through their mind half the time that's true i mean they're away from you eight hours a day Mm -hmm. i mean that's how long they're gone these children are in school so all of a sudden we have more than just 30 minutes around a dinner table now Mm -hmm. to talk now we've got a whole bunch of time during the day and i think it's just you're going to have to pull these children they're going to have to be pulled away from the phone and pulled away from the video and, and pulled away from the TV. Mm-hmm. And we've pulled out the board games, and they all roll their eyes like, <laughs> oh, Mom, please. <laughs> but it's funny. Once we start, they yeah. really like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I pulled out Yahtzee, and you had thought I had, you know, <laughs> you know was going to, like, dismember somebody. I mean, they were, uh, <laughs> Mom. And by about the third or fourth roll of the dice, everybody was was looking and in it and thought, oh, I wouldn't put my twos down, I put my fours down. And it was amazing. It took five minutes and everybody was having a good time. But you wouldn't have known that when you saw their, when I pulled out the, you know, the box. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's. It is true. I think, I think we got to get past the eye roll, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's for the parents that'll be listening. And I think there's no wrong thing to try. But I think what you said is key. You said it really well, and that is engagement mm-hmm. and pulling them in. That's right. Because your kids are natural. They're just uh, are. I don't really blame it on kids. I think we all are, right? We all are just naturally pulled to the path of least resistance. That's right. Mm. And the path of least resistance would be sitting in front of a TV yes. or an iPad or scrolling through Facebook for uh, two hours, mm-hmm. hearing the same posts, seeing the same things, seeing – I mean, how much of these news conferences can you actually watch watch without pulling out your hair? That's you right. Know? So, I mean, for you, though, I mean, because I, I, I know you and Amy are very social, right? And you guys are constantly having people to your house. 
and you honestly play like board games with your friends. Yeah. But that's kind of like even put on hold. So from from a, a perspective of ones that don't quite have the kid thing going on yet, I mean, that's got to be really challenging too. Yeah. Um, you know, just listening to you guys, I was thinking, uh, you know, we don't have kids. We're not trying to engage in conversations like that. Um, you know, we, we, get, we spend a lot of our time together, but, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time with friends coming over and playing games or, you know, with us having the college ministry, those college kids are always wanting to do something. And so, uh, you know, having to Zoom them the other day and having 17 college kids just on the computer screen having conversation together um, was one of those ways that we we're trying to figure out. You know, um, one of our college girls is like, hey, there's a way you can play board games online hmm. um, virtually. Hmm. And so, you know, trying to manage those relationships and trying to make sure that those things are still happening. While at the meantime, you know, Amy and myself at home trying to figure out, you know, Amy works in foster care agency, and so, like, they're still staying busy, you know, mm -hmm. so for her, you know, you know, coming back to kind of, like, the spiritual aspect of it, you know, her being able to get up and work from home has been nice, because now she gets to get up and, and do her quiet time at home mm -hmm. instead of having to try to find some other place to fit that during her schedule, and so getting up to, like, sit down, and you know how it is. We can all get up in the morning and, and, and make that time at the back of your head is always this I've got to get ready I've got to right. get I've got to get things done I've got to get to the office I've got to make sure things are happening you know I think for her being able to be like you know what I can start on this you know as long as it's done at a particular time like it's supposed to be she kind of gets to relax and do that um, for me you know still being here and still making sure things are happening um, you know trying to be creative about how I'm doing that and so uh, you know, when I'm getting up and getting ready in the morning, yeah, you know, I've always listened to podcasts or listened to, you know, some, some speakers on YouTube doing some different things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, going outside, like you were talking about, going out and sitting outside and, and just spending time in the Word that way has been a change for me mm -hmm. because you're right. Normally we have people coming in the house. We have friends coming over, and that's just – that's that time we get to do that, whereas now what do I fill my time with? I mean, I can sit down. I can watch Netflix, or I can – dedicate some of this and I think for the younger generation who is right now without kids um, you know those college students out there students in student ministry that are used to having those social interactions that you know what this is that moment we've been telling you about where be um, disciplined and set some time apart mm -hmm. and look for the opportunity um, in those moments to really say you know what this is the time I'm going to block out and I'm going to be intentional mm -hmm. about spending time in this relationship and I think that for a lot of us, it has been the busyness of life has kept us from a lot of these things. And now, you know, we like we talked about getting to press pause. You know, this is one of those moments that I think we really should should grasp and take hold of is, you know, spend that time with your family, spend that time with with, um, you know, that lo the loved one that you have in your home. But spend time with with God, you know, set that time, mm -hmm. like make sure that's a priority, because when do you when else are you going to have this opportunity to really you know, start this, and I know habit can be kind of a negative word, but set this habit mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. hey, this is what I've put in, and this is what I've built my schedule around, and I'm going to, you know, make, you know, don't stay up late because you don't have to go into work. Don't stay up late because you don't have to go to school, or you can do online classes whenever you feel like it. Keep some schedule mm -hmm. and, and make sure that you're setting yourself up for the long term when it comes to that relationship. And so for us, it's been trying to manage that, and with us being um, you know, a family that has no kids right now, just trying to maintain that schedule of 
make sure I'm still doing the things that I that I want to be intact when this all kind of ends. And so, um, you know, it has definitely been a change. Um, not having friends over to the quite the extent, not having the college kids over, we miss them like crazy. But it's weird. But um, it really has given us some opportunities to kind of implement some new things. So it's been neat. So you know, w- here's the paradox, right? So this is part of what this podcast is about: the paradox of how <coughs> things sometimes that we wish for have said we really don't want to we don't live out right mm-hmm. in our life and the paradox is okay we can waste this time of pause um, we cannot set disciplines in our life and being a student pastor for many many years one of the infamously famous comebacks to me and trying to get kids in reading the word was I don't have time yeah. you know but to their defense I don't want to point fingers at high school students and middle school students I mean they don't see their dads and moms doing that either mm-hmm. you know they're saying the same thing so okay. that was a learned behavior right and now we just have this great opportunity to really model that mm-hmm. and to put that in practice and to really like you said I like how you said it the, to really put some true disciplines and structure in place that can live beyond this moment right and, and we talk a lot about that at church mm-hmm. right the things that we do um, at, at our church and what those how are those things going to live beyond just that moment right. with our people and in and, and, their lives and and so what are some things you know that we can implement like some practical things that our audience could say I'm going to put this in my structure of daily time with the, with the Lord uh, in my daily time and walk with Jesus. What are some practical things that y'all would maybe suggest putting into place? I think if you have children in the home, children that you are doing online school with, I think you need to identify what their best times of the day are. Like you, you need to bring out the best in them. If you know that you get more bang for the buck in the morning with your children, then that's where I would think you would want to spend the school time. Mm. In other words, to help make yourself successful and being intentional and having some structure in your own time, you've got to know how to make them successful. It's, it's, It's silly to try to read your Bible when you know they're getting ready to do a math. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay? Because they're going to need your help. Right. So to to set the whole house up for success. If if morning is the best time for to be uninterrupted, then take that time. And then school in the morning and then lunch, etc. But I found for me I'm able to to not feel like I have to get it all done just in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm having some time with the Lord in the morning before the house wakes up. But then the house wakes up and my husband's working from home. I've got uh, three college kids at the house, my grandson's there, and the house gets very loud. And it's just not practical for me to sit down and try to read through Philippians right. with all that noise going on. Mm-hmm. But then lunchtime, nap time, we're back on our computers doing school, and then I can take maybe 30 minutes. So it's coming up with, I think, a new normal and a new structure that that we're taking advantage of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't want to personally be done with this time that we're forced to be at home and have regret. 
I don't want to look back and think, I had time to spend more time with the Lord. I had time to maybe read that book on fasting. I had time to maybe do that study on the book of James and still didn't because of something else. Because we may not ever get something like this again where you have this much time that you can can spend with the Lord. I mean, life will get back to normal. We will be back to eight hours of school and eight hours of work, except sports mm-hmm. and all those things. So mm-hmm. I, I think setting up some some different times during the day to spend with God, it doesn't all have to be right at 7 a.m. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Like, what are some practical things that you're finding helpful or some structures that you find valuable right yeah so i think that the appeal of of not having the kids yet the appeal of kind of being uh in that younger demographic is is the fluidity of schedule right the the um the availability of saying you know what i'm we're just gonna go out to eat who cares Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna go do something with some friends last minute someone texts me want to go do something sure absolutely me and amy are there We're, we're gonna we're gonna go do that and one of the things that as as Amy and I are getting older, you know, it's it's understanding that there's got to be some plan to life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously coming into a career, you know, there's times that you're at work and there's times that you're doing things. And I think that for um, anyone out there that's in that younger demographic, you know, you're so used to just doing whatever off off the hip. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that for for someone in that <laughs> phase of life you know, sitting down and, and putting down a plan and saying, you know what, at this time I'm going to do this. You know, realistically all anyone has going on right now is work if you're essential, That's right. right? Or online classes. And because you can sit down and plan those things out, there is no like, oh, friends came up so I'll do school later. Th- there's no friends right now. Like you can talk on the phone or text each other mm-hmm. or Snapchat or whatever you want to do. But this is a good time for, I think, um, people in, in my age bracket to sit down and go, you know what, let's put a plan together. Let's let's sit down, you know, like, Jennifer, you've got a time, like you just said, that's before the house wakes up, mm-hmm. this is what I love to do because it's it's for me. That's right. And I think that this is a time for, for Amy and myself especially to go, let's put a plan in place that makes sense that works for us Mm -hmm. and that is something that and like i was saying earlier realistically when this is all said and done does this work for later um because now i'm not distracted by the friend texting me if i want to go play basketball or hey do you want to play xbox or hey do you want to go hang out and get dinner you know none of that's none of that's there now the only thing to distract me from what i know i should be doing is myself right Mm -hmm. yeah and so you we, we always talk about drive we talk about discipline we talk about responsibility and all of those things come back to your mental capacity to say you know what i'm just going to do it and i think that that's the hardest obstacle for many of us to get over is i just got to do this i just got to take care of this and for anyone that's in that place right now trying to set that plan that is going to be a huge obstacle of well i could just do it later i've got all day right Mm -hmm. the the fluidity of an open schedule now is just i'll just find time later and that continues to be the reason. Yeah. And I think that now is a perfect time. And so setting some time and saying, you know what, at this time, you know, and so for the exercising thing that Amy and I have started doing, when I get home from work immediately, get ready, change, put some shoes, put some, uh, n- put some Nikes on and let's get ready. Like we're going to do this mm-hmm. because if shout I come home, Nike. yeah, shout out to Nike. If I come home and I <laughs> sit down 
and I start doing something else, well then when does the workout happen, right? Okay. We all know how that works. Okay. My, I've got a nice comfortable uh, recliner that I don't find sitting there with my dog and just hanging out. Right. And so just having the mental capacity of saying, Let's, we've got to do it. And so I think for, for the younger demographic that's used to that fluidity of schedule, just maintaining and having a plan is, is kind of the best thing that you can sit down and do for yourself at this time. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You got to take that mental fortitude, as I would call it, and say, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a spiritual thing, too, because here's the thing. You know the Holy Spirit. If you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit's in you, right? <clears throat> so some of that conviction that comes in when you're wasting time mm -hmm. is, is God-given, you know? Yes. So it's, don't ignore that, is what yeah, I would say. 100%. So even if you maybe ignored it, part of your day and then you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at you saying hey you need to be I need some time with you right. then then go do it you know it, yeah like you said take advantage take of it advantage when you can do it, it right? right um especially now but I would say as far as real practical like nuts and bolts I mean the plan I would say like to have a plan is 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 right and pick a plan mm -hmm. um version Bible app is an amazing app they do a fantastic job there's all kinds of reading plans on there uh, but we as a church as you guys know are are doing the f260 new testament reading plan right um that my friends robbie gallaty and and replicate ministries have put out there and it's a great reading plan it's a yes. five-day week reading plan it's not overwhelming nope. you can read it but not just read it but like study it and i think sometimes we are selfish in our quiet times mm-hmm and here's what I mean by that. We say, okay, I'm going to spend time reading God's word so I can feel better. We're not supposed to be cisterns of truth and information. Right. We're supposed to be <coughs> distributors of information. Like, in other words, it, what, how would our quiet times change mm -hmm. if we thought that we were going to have to give a presentation on what we studied? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Mm -hmm. If you were going to have to have a conversation with somebody about what you learned that day in your quiet time, um, shout out D groups, that's what that's about. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, that would be, that would change how we like really sat down to do this discipline. Yeah. You know? And I, I think that's something that we got to keep in mind. But from a practical standpoint, I would just say the F260 New Testament reading plan is a great place to start. We'll put that in the show notes. So everybody can see that and uh, have access to that, a link to that. Um, also, I think, though, prayer is, is needs to be focused. Yes. I think sometimes we just say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pray. And we get through all the relatives and then we're done with prayer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, or, or all the want list. Yes. Right. And then we're like done with prayer. So how does focused prayer work? What does that look like from a very practical standpoint? I, tr I try to... Um put some structure into my prayer because I find that if for me if I don't I'm planning my grocery list <laughs> about three or four sentences into the prayer yeah. so uh, my brain just goes 90 to nothing and the structure helps me so much and so I do start off with uh, power of a praying wife uh, power of a praying um, parent and power of a praying for your adult children I have th mm -hmm. those three books and I don't necessarily read them I just pick it up and I just hold it, and while I'm holding Power of a Praying Wife, I start off praying for a few sentences for my husband. Right. I put that book down, I pick up the one for the children, I do that, I put that one down, and then I pray a, 
uh, for my adult children that are married and out of the house. And then from there, I, I go into really praying through the, Bible, uh, the um, devotions, I, I right. should say, not yeah. necessarily the Bible study. But I have a few devotional books, and when I read them, I don't just read them and think, oh, that's really good. I read, and I begin to think, now, how can that apply to me today? Like, is there anything I can pull out of this today? Mm-hmm. So the other day I was reading, and it was Philippians 4, 6, and it was talking mm-hmm. about be anxious for nothing. Right. And I began to think about, okay, so what are the things that are making me anxious today? Mm-hmm. And it just, for me, bringing up that verse, thinking about that verse, reading that devotion, I just turned it into a prayer. And so the prayer and devotion kind of are going on for me at the same time. It's not devotion, then I pray. It's all combined. And so it doesn't feel like this moment of prayer and this moment of devotion. They just go together Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's always something in a devotion, even if it's just one sentence that I can apply to myself. And and then you can pray back to God. And I can pray back to God. And then it's through that making it personal for me that gives that conversation when my son comes in and has coffee with me and I'm able to pour it back out. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me today. I realize that I'm panicking or I'm fearful or I'm anxious over X, Y, Z. Right. And this verse really made me realize I've got to give that over to him. So is there anything bothering you? And it just gets that conversation going. So we're doing, as you said earlier, we're not just taking it in. I'm taking in and pouring it back out. Right, right. Real quick, Philip, like just a couple of things. Like what what, what are some things for you uh, as far as prayer goes? Yeah, so I, I'm someone that if, if you know, I'm kind of opposite of Jennifer. If, if I've got a structure, then I'm, I kind of get distracted by like, okay, I got to do this. And I got so I really, um, I kind of try and put my phone away. I try and close the laptop, you know, get o- kind of away from everything that I'm currently doing. Um and I kind of have to separate myself from everything and just forget that everything else is going on mm-hmm. right now. And so for me, it's just putting myself in an isolated place and making sure that nothing's going on, that no one's going to distract me, that my phone's not going to buzz, and mm-hmm. I'm going to start thinking, oh, who's that? You know, what's going on? And so I really just I put myself in a quiet place that, you know, let make sure no one's going to bother me for, f- for a few minutes and um, really just make sure that I spend time you know, working through what it is that I feel like I need to be kind of in there in that moment for, you know, whether that's kind of, you know, helping, you know, asking God to give me the strength to get through some stressful moment that I'm going, that's going on, or, you know, sometimes I get um, convicted over a way that I've responded or been to somebody, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I really need to, I need to fix this right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and so just making sure that I've kind of put myself in that place, and so, that, that's what I would say. My biggest thing is just kind of isolating myself in, 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 in some quiet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, Yeah, and, and I think, too, going back to what you said earlier, that prayer can be one of those things that's continual throughout the day. Right. Like, I, I highly encourage everyone that's listening to have a de- dedicated time of prayer. That's right. But then as you go about your day, you're constantly thinking about things and people to pray for. I know that God constantly brings people to my mind mm-hmm. that I need. And, and it's like, you know, we say that in, in our Christian world a lot of times. Hey, I'll pray for you. But really, what does that mean? And I really l- rely on the Holy Spirit to bring those names to okay. my mind that I will st- pause and take. It doesn't have to be a 30-minute prayer. Okay. It's just a God 
be with this person, whatever they're going through in their mm-hmm. right right now. You know, okay. make yourself real to them. And um, so, you know, falling back with, with prayer, I mean, being dedicated, having some structure to prayer, having de- dedication and structure to your Bible reading. Uh, as I said, just reading the Bible in a way that maybe you think I'm going to have to present this. Another way that helps me do that is the here journal. I'm a terrible journaler, uh, <laughs> but when I do, I know I, I, I hang on to it more, mm-hmm. you know? And so one of our methods here that we use uh, in our church is, is uh, the here method, and it's highlight, explain, apply, and respond to okay. what you're reading. You were you know, use that acronym to kind of guide you through your journal. Mm-hmm. Some people don't need that. That mm-hmm. helps me. Um, so I don't ramble and use up a bunch of pages or write nothing. So those are things that help me grow. We'll, we'll uh, put some access to that, too, in the show notes about what that means in case you didn't really understand that acronym. But, you know, we've, we've taken up a lot of time today and first episode and it yeah, was it's been good. so much fun. It's been fun. It? I've loved great. this. Yeah, I mean, really enjoyed this time and so look forward to what happens with the Paradox Culture podcast. And so, Jennifer, thank you for being our first guest. Thank great you. Job. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I want to come back. Yes, for sure. We'll for definitely sure, have definitely. to have you back soon. And uh, Philip, good job. You didn't screw this up. I'm very impressed <laughs> with you. And, uh, you know, so anyway, thank you guys for being a part of the Paradox podcast culture podcast and tuning in with us for our first episode subscribe and like all that good stuff uh, so we can continue this on Uh, let us know that you're watching and listening to this podcast stay tuned though next episode is going to be about is it okay for christians to panic and so that is our paradox Mm. for our next episode so i hope you'll join us thanks again so much and i hope you enjoyed Paradox Culture Podcast.